0: Welcome back to a surprise episode of the Jasmine Star Show. This is coming off completely unexpected. I don't have any notes, but I knew to walk in integrity, I had to address something that happened on the podcast. So a couple of weeks ago, I dropped a podcast called How to Deal with Haters. And in that podcast we had our brand ambassador come on and read a lot of the negative comments that people were leaving for me on social media. I dropped that on a Tuesday, And that same Tuesday morning, I happened to work out with my twin sister, Bianca Oltoff, who's also been a previous guest on the Jasmine Star Show. So on her way to the gym, the gym that we were both working at, she started listening to the podcast. She didn't finish it all the way. She got about like 85%, 90% done. She comes into the gym and she said, I was just listening to your podcast. We're going to get to that story in a second, but welcome back to the show, Bianca Oltoff, my twin sister. I'm I, so excited. The I'm better, so excited. I, I don't know. The if holy half. The holy half. You say the holy half, but listen, after I listened to that episode, the hood came out in me. Okay. Well, okay. But here's the thing that we have to let people know. So we have, we're twin sisters. So we're weird. Like we're creepy. Like we're not normal. We're awesome. So- it's all in perspective, Jasmine. Oh, okay. That's my delusional sister. We actually, we're, we are awesome, but we're also very creepy. The reason why, like my sister is the nicest person, like truly, honestly, honestly, she is truly the nicest person. Like the biggest heart cares about everybody talks to everybody cares. She knows the minutia about your life. But the one way that you could really tick my sister off is if somebody is mean to me And here's Mm -hmm. the thing, but wait, wait, wait. but here's the thing Mm. that we have to let's come clarify because I actually Mm. brought this podcast so that we could come real because I needed to come real. So if I'm going to come real, I'm going to make you come real with me because Bianca is more offended. Like she gets very upset when somebody says something about me because she takes it like it's a personal front to her like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, welcome Hold to my sister's world. Welcome well, to my sister's world. She's like, okay. are you talking about my sister? That means you must be talking about my, me too. Jasmine, <laughs> I listened to this podcast and for the listeners that can't remember it, let me just bring a little quick refresher. You allowed, you opened yourself up, your heart, you've laid your heart open to receive feedback from what people have said online, including the negative things. And one of the comments, one of the critiques were that you couldn't dance. Oh yeah. Oh Wait a minute, wait a minute. If if you come for you, <laughs> you come for two. Okay? Because they are essentially saying, I can't dance. And I know an eight count and a 32 phrase. So if there's one thing that they can say about Jasmine, they can say a thousand other things about her, but they cannot say that she can't dance. Because one, my sister can dance. And two, so can I. We related. <laughs> yes. hmm. Okay. But here's, and this is why I think it's actually a great place to start the conversation since I didn't come in with like a thesis or notes. But I really did want to paint a bigger picture of what was happening here. So Bianca, I'm going to set the scene from my perspective. Okay. And if I missed anything, please feel feel free to fill in the gaps. Yeah. So we arrived to the gym. I happened to get there a couple minutes early. I sign in and you sign in. And we happened to be in the lobby area waiting at the same time. And one of the first things you said to me was, oh my goodness, I was listening to your podcast and I can't believe you let people read those comments. Okay, hold on. Now, can I give my retelling of the story? Oh gosh. Because- okay, here's, now, here's the difference between us as twin sisters is I just stick with the facts and Bianca's like, and so then I had my left earlobe dangling a little lower than the other and my shoes were this and I had one painted nail and I had a stray hair. Tell me all the details. The there we details go. matter, okay? Because okay. I listened to your podcast and I had listened. The podcast is like 34 minutes and I had made it all the way. No, it's it's 33 minutes. Oh, the, oh dear God, I'm turning into mother. All the You are, details. all the details. The <laughs> podcast is 33 minutes and i made it all the way to 30 so i was missing those last three minutes but i got out of the car i grabbed my sweat towel i grabbed my yoga mat and i walked into the gym and you were already standing there you looked half asleep and i looked like i looked sore up from the floor up i mean but but i came in hot i looked at you i said girl you doing a good job girl you doing a good job and you're like what is your deal and i said i just listened to that podcast and my god jasmine you went in and you were like, first of all, it's 5 45 in the morning, so you're still earlier than that. It was like 5 30 ish or something like Yeah, that. but now who's into details? Exactly. Millie, thanks, mom. Mm-hmm. So by the time we made it into the room, we started debriefing the podcast. And then I literally gave you like the three things that I loved about it. And then you were talking about how you and JD were processing the podcast and how he felt like there were some missing components. And I was right, like, no, 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 but hold on. But then you had said, and hold on, for people who are listening and find this storytelling wildly annoying, don't worry, we're going to get to the point of it. But the point of it is that I want to come real and I want to be 100. Bianca had said, I can't believe you let them read those mean comments about you on your podcast. And I was like, who cares? And then you had replied that you weren't sure that you would ever like want that. Like you have your own podcast. Like you wouldn't want somebody coming out and reading mean comments about you on your podcast. I think it was more along the lines from a social media perspective of like what people live, like what what people allow to live online. And so I don't care. People say mean things to me all the time. I just don't know if I ever want to give them credence of paying attention to them. Like, I feel like if people get annoyed and people have thoughts about like when people leave negative comments, do we keep them? Do we delete them? All these feelings, but you, Jasmine, you like take all your emotions. Now I'm married to a man of German descent and the Germans are the good ones of keeping their emotions in check and putting them in a the box. And so, that's my feelings and the feelings are God of we doesn't. You have a little bit of German in you where you're just like, <laughs> someone's mean to me. I don't care. I'm all put it in a box and put it away. And I think I'm the twin That got the emotions. And so my only feedback to you was, so what do we do when people say those ugly things? And to you, you're just like, don't care. That sounds really great in theory. But when they come, I think one of the comments that really, they could talk about you not being able to dance or saying that you bought followers. Because that's for those that haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. Um, and before, for the record, I have never bought followers and I've never used any sort of like fake right. growth. I mean, you do pay me monthly to follow you, but that's a whole other podcast another day. <laughs> well, baby, you got enough swag for like 10 people. I will pay you. That is an investment to the kingdom. I was like, every time you- I'll just keep it. on giving you my material, okay? That's right. Okay. Oh, my material, honey, <laughs> honey, often duplicate never replicated you you go check my social born. media because that's on my page i 'm the firstborn you will always follow me, honey always Dang Dang come, Touché. come Touché. correct come correct okay, Okay. but one of the comments that was said was talking about basically you should go and die, and I feel like at some point, when do we silence the evil like being mean is one thing, being evil is something entirely different and so uh for someone and i'm i'm speaking for the swath of Podcast listeners who maybe like me carry these attacks very personally. For someone like you, for someone like my husband Matt, it's just like big deal. Who cares? Who are these people? Like they're just, you know, avatars on photos online, like doesn't matter. But there's something about words that have a sticking factor for me. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a podcaster, as a writer, as a pastor, as a church leader, when people make these character assassinations and these negative comments, it's not something that I can. So easily just put in a box and file file away. So I need you to think about not Jasmine detached from, the ability to detach from her emotions. I need you to think of like Jasmine as business coach when somebody's being attacked online. Give us something practical to hold on to to what do we do practically? Do you delete the comments? Do you leave the comments? Do you reply to the comments? Do you block them? I mean, I kind of subscribe to the school of thought like this is Cuba and I'm Castro. Like if I don't like you, I'll block you. But then I have had a bunch of people come out and say really ugly things, even about doing that. So thoughts, wisdom, insight, go. So first things first, I found it pretty intriguing. I felt like when, when we were talking at the gym and you're just like, yeah, but how do you separate yourself from it? Like How do you just not care? And then class had started and then we kind of went our own ways And that stuck with me for a while because I thought to myself, whoa, I actually was really unclear in the podcast. I am not compartmentalizing it. Like I am listening and it sits in my soul. Like it's like those little tiny sticklers that we used to run through the park and they would get stuck on our sock, but there's a difference of keeping the stickler on your sock mm. and- I, and it, that's why I wanted to have you come on because I feel like with some of the, I was getting like DMs and messages and emails from people saying, like, yeah, but that works for you. And you're stronger or you're different or you're more logical or you're detached. So that works for you. But what about somebody like me? And then I realized that the podcast, instead of creating more alliances with each other, it was like, well, that works for you. I'm not you. So it's still going to hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh, wow. I actually missed a big opportunity. So let's get the practical stuff out of the way. We save the mean comments just for like kicks and giggles. Like we'll like screen grab them and like put them in a folder. Those are funny. They are blocked and they are deleted. So I want to be very clear that you are not going to come and leave a message that is you want me to die and then that's going to stay up there. You're not going to say that I bamboozle or rip people off because that's not true. Everybody has volitional will. I will make an offer. I will make a sale. I am a businesswoman. Still yet, even then, mm -mm, that's not staying. For somebody who says, I don't know how to dance, eh, that's a matter of opinion. If I'm in the mood, might delete it. Maybe I'll keep it. It just doesn't bother me to that extent. So I want to get that very clear. I don't let it live and be like, look at it. Look, at, let me just give you free reign to this massive audience for your banal, tiny, insignificant opinion of me while I am busy doing the thing that I've been put on this earth to do. Okay, so then I have I have another question in regard to that. So uh, clearly the ones that are uh, character assassination or false accusations, um, but then the other people will just leave mean comments. And there's a part of me that's just like, wow, you took a lot of time in your day to leave me an entire paragraph about how wrong I am. Guess what? Thank you for boosting my algorithm. And, do, and I just kind of leave it and say, hey, thanks for that token of kindness because you just added to traction on social media. Exactly. It, okay. Exactly. My next question was like, was oh, that a bad move? Listen, if you're going to be a petty Betty and you want to take time out of your schedule on a free social platform for you to have an opinion about me, actually, why don't you leave two comments, spell my name right, share it to your story, tell all your friends how much (laughs) you think I'm a fool and how much you hate me. And I'm out here to be bezel. Go ahead. I will take the attention. However, it comes because people of a good sound mind can look at something and determine if it's for them or not. So my biggest concern is when somebody is not taking the time to leave their opinion about my business. Mm. When people don't have an opinion about your business, I wonder how long you're going to be in business. Because I can't take it one way. I can't only be here to hear like, oh, Jasmine's great. Jasmine's right. a great teacher. Jasmine's fun. And then delete any other uh, buddy else's opinion. I'll take it both. As long as it's not in the cast character assassination, as long as it's not a downright lie, as long as it's not mm, awful to other people, leave it. I don't care. So then that leads up to a follow-up question. Then we can move on from this and literally put it away. But I think one of the other things is when do you allow yourself to engage and respond? And sometimes that's done publicly and sometimes that's done privately. So at what point for you, and I know it's going to vary for everyone, but sometimes I do feel like I owe somebody a response that other people can publicly see. And then sometimes I don't. What's your threshold on wisdom from a wisdom perspective on when we should engage and when we shouldn't engage? I think that we have humans, specifically on social media, we have honed our noses to the BS. We mm-hmm. are so aware now. Yeah. I know, I have n- I've never been in your direct messages and you've never been in mine. I could look at a direct message and I think that I'm 98% right in judging the purpose of that DM. Sometimes somebody does send me a DM and say that they are really disappointed with something that I said online. And they're doing it privately, not to call me out. And they want an answer because they're like, I've followed you for years. And when somebody is genuinely coming to me because I have offended or I've let them down, I will 110% respond. I will send a video. I will send a voice message so they can hear in my voice, like, hey, I'm sorry, I will get better or I've learned or forgive me. And not every single one of those direct messages Um, are responded to there's oftentimes people who say like I've unfollowed you 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 disappoint me and at that point I'm not trying to win you back nor am I trying to solicit a conversation well why what did I do because then you shift the power to somebody else and you waste your precious energy expending it on somebody who's already given up on you I love that I love that Okay. So then going back to the workout and I I had said, okay, so then what's the practical or something along those lines? And you're like, oh, oh, well then that means you didn't finish the podcast. And I said, you're right. I have three minutes left. One thing that she said, Bianca was just like, yeah, but like, but like, what do you say? Like your podcast was titled what to say to the haters or no, you said what to, how to respond to haters. And I was like, no, that was not the title of the podcast the title of the podcast was how to deal with haters. It wasn't how to respond to haters because most of the time they are not worthy of a response. So then we got into the last part of the podcast. Yes. So then the last part of the podcast. Uh, so you were right. I got into the car and I listened to the remaining three minutes of that podcast and I, First of all, I laughed myself because I'm like, of course, Jasmine would put together a free resource for everyone to download. You are the queen <laughs> of giving resources to the people's hands, and then so uh, here's another. This is not like a brag on Jasmine. It's not. It's like oh, I it's laughed. so. Don't no, come on. Do we can't? Don't say this because this sounds just weird. Like the twin sisters were like, "Yeah, sister, you're great." Like no, or are okay. you going to say I'm great? I was. Or no, but now I'm just going to be like. You're really efficient at what you do. Is that better? I don't know. You're so awkward with compliments. I am Just so awkward. because I look like you doesn't mean I can't compliment you. Okay? It's so funny, though, but you love compliments and I and they make me cringe. No, Jasmine, I don't love compliments. No, you, know like you compliments do from you and the family. From other people, I'm like, I get awkward. Oh, what do I do with <laughs> my hands? You know? Okay, like, okay. okay. I, I get awkward in problems. any in any way, shape, or form. Okay, go on. So, Sorry. what I will say is um that resource was I mean, so simple and yet so helpful, and I laughed because once I filled out my form, and yes, I subscribed to your newsletter. But once I filled out my form, um, I called you and I said, "Oh my gosh, Jasmine, that was absolutely brilliant. When am I going to get my PDF?" And you were like, "It's already in your inbox," and your efficiency. Okay, is- but did difficult. I really sound? Did I really sound like that? Did yes, I really Jasmine. say? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not a brag on Jasmine. This is a real talk about Jasmine. So I get home and I didn't lift up my phone because you always yell at me about texting and driving. So when I did get home, I opened up my email and I got this free resource. And the simplicity of the resource was beautiful. And in very Jasmine-esque ways, it was super practical and super simple and something that everyone can do. But now my question to you is, um, for those, the spoiler alert for the PDF that you give people at the very end, there's like a daily practice of the things that we hear. And then what phrases can we use to combat that? So, um, for example, I might feel that I'm really stupid and the voice that I hear in my head is you are so stupid. I could replace that with the phrase of I'm learning every single day. Right. Okay. So what happens when the lies are actually kind of true? So, well, how can a lie be true? Wait, 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 wait. So the lies that we hear, right? That there's an element of truth to them. That's why, so I'm getting psychological on you. Hello, this is like all my therapy paying off right now in this conversation. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, my sister is a professional therapy goer. Like she goes to therapy for her therapy. I, I, I like her to therapy. Say a supporter of, an artist. If anybody of would like a therapist counseling. recommendation in the greater Southern California. Actually, if anybody would like a recommendation for a therapist in the Northern Hemisphere- At Bianca Oldhoff. Like she will, like this woman, I have, Bianca therapizes everything. Okay. Listen, listen. Okay. For those that don't know, I have a church background. So I love science and I come with scripture and I say it's a yes and amen to both. Okay. Okay. But this is where I just, I'm, I'm immediately in my like law school dropout brain. Like I'm immediately like defragging what this statement is before the statement has come. So what is this statement? Because already I'm about to like sharpen my teeth and take a bite out of this lie. Great, great. So in your podcast, you spoke about mediocrity. Yes. And I said it takes courage to be mediocre. And I am driving to the gym and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I am so mediocre. I'm so mediocre. I'm just the girl that tries so freaking hard. And I just never give up 12 years at my craft of writing and speaking and teaching and producing content. And I just still feel forever mediocre. So let's just take that lie. Right. So there is the truth that there's 10,000 people that are better at me than fill in the gap. So. I, I feel like I don't want to lie to myself and be like, oh girl, you so smart. You so, you so smart. You so pretty. You so talented. I don't want to lie to myself. Like the truth of the matter is this. Oh my God. Well, wait, so wait, better. wait, wait. That right there. We can't even get to the actual question because you are smart and you are Chazzy, good.
1: I just try are. really
0: hard, ma. I just try really hard. But, but the two can simultaneously coexist. You could be good and you can try hard. Okay, And you could be smart and you could be trying hard because there's not a maximum capacity for smart. Just the fact that you're saying you're not smart and you're in the constant desire to become smarter is in fact proof that... It is that smartness is a circle. Like you want more because you learn more. If you really were not smart, you would have stopped learning the day that you decided you didn't want to learn anymore. That's mm. the exact definition of not being smart. So even if you're like 0.00001% smarter today than you were yesterday, then you're in the constant pursuit of that. So we joke and say, you was kind and you was good and you was smart and you are, you is all those things. So mm-hmm. we can't even get to the question until we actually acknowledge that we are smart. Are we as smart as we want to be? Maybe not. That could be true, but you are not, in fact, not smart. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Take me but, to church. Okay. But what's, <laughs> but, but now we have to get to, cause, and, and for people who are listening to the podcast, I brought my sister on because my sister knows that I speak in a mean way because I love people. Like, if I, if I like give you a verbal lashing, it's because I freaking care. Like I know I'm already saving for therapy for my daughter, but what I'm saying is if people hear me coming in hard with my sister, number one, I know she could take it, but I'm speaking to my sister and I'm really speaking to you because if you wake up and you 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 think that you're not smart, replay this, put this back and let's play this. Okay. So now that we've kind of like broke down that you actually are good and smart and good and kind and what do we do with that? Because you said, what do we do if the lie is a little bit true? Yeah. So I think I need to let that metabolize because, so you said, okay, we've already established You're very lawyer voice, we've I'm already stra- established that you are smart. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Um, So we've established that I'm smart, but it doesn't feel like that. And so I think for a lot of listeners out there, I-, I well, stop listening to your feelings. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, I know. This is where no, this is where the entire podcast world, like, this is where everybody turns off and says, "I'm not like Jasmine." So, I want to be very clear that I am. I am joking when I say stop listening to your feelings. I am very much joking. Feelings and emotions are God given and designed. They guide us. But what I see a lot of, specifically in the business and creative realm, is that people over index on feeling. And then you dwell so much in your feelings that it further detaches you from what the reality agnostic, logical part of the situation is. Okay. Okay. So then I have the question and we don't have to belabor this. But wait, did we actually go back and answer the previous thing? Well, I said, what, what happens when you, when there's like truth in the lie? But isn't that the best lie? The best lie is always have like a little bit of truth. So it's really hard to see the truth. Right. But I think that, I think that's, I think that's it. Like I think that when you say, and forgive me if I'm being really daft, but when you say there's a little bit of truth to the lie, what we're saying, for example, is that the truth is you're not smart. Well, the truth is I could be smarter. And like, if I just work harder, and if I just tried more, and if I read more, and you know all these other things, then maybe I would feel like, oh, I am smart, or I am not mediocre again. But I think there's the weight and the reality of, I don't want to be fine and okay with mediocrity, but I want to get to a point where I can celebrate how far I've come. And I think that's the tension point for me. And it's been, Mm -hmm. you know, this firsthand, this has been the tension point my whole life. But I think there's a lot of people like me out there that I want to like learn, pause, and celebrate the success that I have done. And so the the success that has happened and the work that I have done. So I guess my last question to you is, clearly we were raised in the same household. We were raised with the same parents. Mm -hmm. And yet Mm -hmm. you've had a really good ability to, um, I don't want to say <clears throat> mute emotions cause you don't, but you do know how to manage emotions far better than I do. And so what are you reading? What are you listening to? Where have you gotten to this point? Because I think that there's some practical things that you've even shared with me that have helped me that one book by uh, Dr. Dweck mindset has been a game changer for me, like a game changer, but what other tools and resources have helped you kind of like stabilize and think a little bit more analytically, logically, and non-emotionally? Okay, so this answer, number one, it's not for the faint of heart. And number two, I hope people never have to experience it. So you could have read books on how to become a writer, but it isn't until the process of you writing a book that you understood. Yeah. And you could read books about how to be a public speaker or an orator. And it isn't until you stand on a stage and you do it again and again and again and again that you understand it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says like, how do I shape my mindset? I can absolutely recommend a stack of books. But beyond that, if you don't have a penny, it is a daily practice to acknowledge what we know is true despite our feelings. Our feelings are real. But there are things that happen on the daily that are also real. And how I got to this point was being on the byproduct of being publicly shamed and dragged. And I don't talk about it at all on the podcast. It happened in a previous career. Uh, This being publicly shamed and being publicly hung out to dry and being publicly lied about and slandered and taking a little bit of truth and smearing my name in my career for years, I couldn't, get out of, I couldn't get out of bed. This is actually why I started therapy was because I couldn't get back to who I was. I kept on believing the lie. So I believed a lie because the internet said it was true for two years. And it took so much time to go back and tell myself what was true. Is that if I am one tiny percent better every day and one tiny one percent more cognizant of the decisions I'm making and the stories I'm telling myself. If I am one tiny bit smarter today than I was yesterday, that's the truth. And I should actually, we should honor, like when we say, I'm not as smart as I would like to be, we could take that exact statement and raise our hands and say, I am not as smart as I want to be because we have a lifetime to get to where we want to go. Or we can have our hands down and say, I'm not as smart as I would like to be same sentence, different focus. And I don't want to act like I'm a robot. In fact, it's what people I hope hear more than anything. It's in my brokenness. I realized that there was only one truth. And that one truth is how are you going to show up in the world? And are you dedicated to trying to get better? And the reason I can say this in my brokenness is because I was trampled and I'm still walking. And I hope, that, I hope that nobody ever has to go through what I went through to show up in their true authentic, authenticity. And so like now when I hear comments around my dancing, my appearance, my cadence, my freckles, my hip size, my ethnicity, my gender, I laugh. I was like, oh, kiddies, <laughs> y'all came as kindergartners to come against the professor of meanness. You will not, there's nothing that people could say on the internet about me that will hurt because they don't know me. If somebody truly wants to hurt me, get to know me and say something that matters. And until then, I have learned, you can't break me. Only I can break me. So if I decide to change the narrative, and Bianca, you do this so well, the same sentiment, the same sentence, and you hold your hands up, you're in power. And the exact same sentence, and you have your hands down, and you're in defeat. It is simply a perspective shift. That is it. Jessie, I just want to say that I have seen the transformation take place and I'm honored to have a front row to the transformation of your life. And I'm so glad that your pain, as cliche as it sounds, has served a purpose and you're helping so many people, myself included. So thank you for letting me pick your brain. Thank you for your resources. Thank you for your honesty. Um, not just your sister. I'm one of your biggest fans and I love you. I love you very, very, very much. And for those of you guys who would like to stay continued with Bianca's the holy twin, I'm the hood twin. She will say she made up that verbiage, but I was just like, it's probably documented somewhere in an email back in like 1997. Uh, Bianca and her husband, Matt, have pastored and started a church in Southern California. When I say she's the holy one, I'm ac- it's actually not a joke. It's like, I believe that like I'm gonna, you know, Bianca's gonna pray me into heaven by way of osmosis. She is the nice twin. She is the good twin. When she is all about god and goodness and i'm just like can you hook a sister up with an alm, please Like, <laughs> help me get holy i'm out here on the struggle bus if you guys would like to connect with her um you can find her on instagram at bianca oltoff and uh look them up the father's house oc bianca i love you you're the best thank, thank you. you for um asking really hard questions and making yourself vulnerable because i think that you stand as a voice of a lot of people who listen so thank you for allowing me to connect the dots i love thank you you